Well, everyone, the NHL trade deadline has come and gone now. The Arizona Coyotes have made a couple moves, but a couple players who are on the spotlight have been staying now. They're going to be part of the Coyotes for the rest of the season. We're going to talk about that and other moves the Arizona Coyotes have made on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to this special Locked On Coyotes live episode after the trade deadline, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern for those who are on that side of the country. It is noon here in Arizona. That means the NHL trade line has come and gone. There's still some moves to technically that could be made because, you know, as, as long as they were put in. But from what we know, the Arizona Coyotes are retaining Jacob Chikrin and Phil Kessel for now. Yep. Uh, like you said, there, there's always the possibility that we'll see some other moves trickling in. Uh, I think some of the teams still work by facts, which is just adorable. Um, but uh, Craig Morgan, uh, the best source for Coyotes News, has tweeted out that Chikrin and Castle will be staying with the franchise. Uh, I think everyone kind of got that feeling when it was announced that Johan Larson had been traded and that part of his salary had been retained, so the Coyotes were not able to retain any salary on Kessel, um, which made a trade far less likely, but I wasn't too surprised to see Chicken sticking around. Yeah, um, just to give everyone some context, um, an NHL team is only allowed to retain three player salaries in a given year, and the retaining of Johan Larson is that third player, because we all know the other two, um, in Oliver Reckman, Larson, and Darcy Kemper. Obviously, they, what Kemper only has what one more a year on that. So, but still, yeah. three players. And so is Larson. So, yeah. like, uh, like this isn't a move that like long term is going to damage the Coyotes. Uh, I, I don't think they could have gotten much back for Phil Kessel. Let, let's be perfectly honest; he hasn't had the best season with the Coyotes. He. I think the team would have traded him first and kept that salary over Johan Larson, just the way they've been operating. It seems like they wanted to send Phil to a contestant or to a contender, but at the end of the day, you kind of got to make the move that makes sense for the team as a whole. And I'm not too like sad for Phil Kessel. He already has two Stanley cup rings. So this was his last chance to like compete for a cup. Uh, and that sucks. I would have liked to have seen him got it, but it's not like he's never won one. You see players who like are looking to get traded, who have never like been to a Stanley cup final, like Shane Doan, who have never won a cup. Kessel's not that player. He has done, plenty in his career uh that he could look back on i don't think he necessarily needs a third ring no he doesn't and i think um it, it's a common thing though for nhlers even though they did win they kind of want to end on a high note and right and yeah why have a player of phil kessel's caliber stay on the arizona coyotes that's what everyone's thought process is and it's been that, pro that process what since the coyotes essentially announced the rebuild <laughs> 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, since then, like, it's been like, oh, well, Kessel, like, there's no real reason for him to be there. Uh, I am reminded of the Olympics that he sat out. Uh, and this was back when Kessel was on Twitter. He tweeted out, oh, I swear there's something I should have been doing today. And I feel like he could revive that tweet for the Stanley Cup play- playoffs uh, this year. But uh, w- let's be real. Uh, I think a team that's acquiring Phil Kessel this year is acquiring him for like that locker room presence for being like a guy who has been there before. I, I don't see team acquiring Phil Kessel because he makes their on ice product necessarily better. Like that's just kind of the unfortunate like state of Kessel's game right now. Yeah, uh, at this point you bring him in for as, as, as the, as a veteran later. And yeah, that's okay. You know, you get, you know, it gets to a point when people brought in because of that. And it's awesome when that happens. Yeah. Usually it's a, it's a different contract though. Um, yeah. Fair. Uh, but I guess we do get to see uh, Kessel continue his Ironman streak with the coyotes, which is, great um I, I hope he doesn't have too many hard feelings about not being traded not going to a contender i'm sure it sucks in what could be the very end of his career to not be uh not be able to compete and also like you gotta feel like it stinks to not necessarily be valued by the other teams because i, I don't know what happened in bill armstrong's office but I have to imagine they they tried to trade Kessel. I don't think they they saw any reason to keep him around. It just the deal like couldn't make sense is is what I have to believe. And yeah, because you know GM Bill Armstrong has been making moves all throughout the last few days on what works you know what works best for for the team, and obviously that that has to be first. Yeah. Right, you know, because you know we know what this team is. We know what they're doing. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, if you can't get a good return, something that the Kaiju's can actually feel is valuable. Like it's not like they're gonna just, like, yeah, you know, they wanna they wanted to try to respect Phil Castle's trade as much as possible. But then you know you also got to consider the fact that like, the that they want that value. They want to be able to get the the uh, the high level you know, draft picks or whatever, because that's the, at, at the end of the day, that's what they're going for. Yeah. I, I honestly like, I, we don't even know how far it is, but if it was a choice between retaining half of Phil Kessel's salary and sending him to another team for a seventh round pick or the, you know, dreaded future considerations or using that retaining of half of the salary to send Larson to the capitals for a third like I get respecting Kessel's wishes, but exactly. one of those moves makes sense for a franchise. The other doesn't. I mean, yeah, because you know you get a you know a a a draft pick that's in the first in the first few rounds versus the latter, yeah. <laughs> like bit you know in the first few rounds you're de- you're more a lot more likely to find you know a a hidden gem. And I'm not saying seventh round you're not going to. It's been yeah. known that seventh rounders have produced some pretty awesome NHLers, but value sense yes you know you're right it's like it's hard to say to kind of put those into comparison when you're thinking about you know retaining larson versus a retain um set part of larson's salary versus retaining kessel's salary yeah and, and, and we don't know what the offers are um i don't even think i saw any real rumors like linking kessel to teams like that's kind of the the no. thing <laughs> If there had been like a week of Craig Morgan and like national news people saying like 
hey, Boston's interested in Kessel. Uh, Tampa Bay is. Freaking Dallas. Uh, like, any of those teams, like, either on the bubble or, like, deep in contention, like, that would have been one thing. But it's been quiet. Like, fans have been linking Kessel to teams like the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Boston Bruins all season uh, and the Maple Leafs because Kessel has a connection to there. And there's, you know, I, I think sports fans like to narrativize like events. I know armchair GMs, armchair yeah. GMs out there trying to say, Oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. Or even like, just, Hey, this is cool. Um, like I would like this and there's, that's fine. I, I do the same thing. Uh, I know when I watch games, like I tend to put it into a narrative. Um, but like, it just, I don't know. It, it wasn't like the right people saying that it was, it was fans saying that it wasn't anyone connected with the media or, or team saying that these were likely moves. So I, I just have to feel the interest wasn't there. Absolutely. And let's, let's talk pretty, really briefly, very, very briefly about Jacob Chickman saying, you're saying not surprised he didn't leave. Um, it's not a lot, a lot of, because, you know, at uh, probably coyotes realized that at the, like at this moment, because of, you know, how we played earlier this season and, you know, injury status, everything like that, that, it's just not, um, you know, you can't. He's, he's not at the at the value that they want. He's not. He wasn't the kind. The, Bill Armstrong probably saw the offers on the table. like these aren't good enough. We we'll, can we can wait a little bit longer. Yeah, especially because the offers seemed to go up as the season went along. Where, mm-hmm. like, it, it definitely reinforced the idea that Armstrong didn't want to trade Chikrin. He was just listening to offers because if he was like anxious to move him like the offer would have gone down or stayed like firm. He's like, nah, you want him. It's going to cost you. And that makes sense. He's signed for a couple more years. So there's absolutely no reason to move him. Like, I think all throughout the season, you and I have like discussed this where it's like, why, why are you moving him? Why are we seeing all these reports that he's going to be moved? Like it makes no sense for the coyotes or for Jacob Chikrin. And, and that kind of held firm. Uh, I do think there's there's a possibility he gets moved at the trade deadline, or not, sorry, not the trade deadline, at the draft or during the offseason. That could always happen. But for right now, there, there was no real reason to move him. So I was not surprised. Absolutely. We'll have to keep an eye on that, obviously, um, you know, as the offseason gets closer. But we still got more to talk to you about, about how the Arizona Coyotes did during this trade deadline. We're going to get to more in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys, you know, about our next partner from Athletic Greens. They have this new product, AG1, a amazing, uh, you know, awesome powder that can create an awesome drink. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food uh, source, superfoods, probiotics, aptogens, all the things you can get, you know, essentially, like, think of all the, you know, you know, pills or whatever you have to take. Why do you do that when you have to take this amazing drink that, uh, you know, that, 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 that tastes pretty good. You can mix it with water. You can mix it with juice. You can do what you want. And it's healthy. Again, as I mentioned, it's got all of those vitamins. It's keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, vegan, dairy-free, all those kind of things. I want you guys to try it also because I want you, if you make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D on and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So if all you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership of your health 
and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's now talk, Carl, about other moves that Arizona Coyotes have made. Um, and this is another one, not a trade that this one happened, but a waiver pickup. And an interesting <laughs> waiver pickup because this was happened. So let's give people some context on this one. Yesterday, about 24 hours ago, the Toronto Maple Leafs decided to you know, bring a guy over from Europe, Hari Sateri. It's like, we're going to sign you to a contract. And yeah. then because he's coming from Europe, he has to clear waivers. Mm-hmm. As and you do. In the final moments before he clears, the Arizona Coyotes are like, you know what? We need a goaltender. We're going to take him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was one of those things where um, yesterday, like right after the game, the Coyotes announced that they would trade Scott Wedgwood for a conditional fourth-round pick to the Dallas Stars. Uh, not something that we talked about because it happened before the trade deadline. Um, and I was wondering, like, what are they going to do? Are they going to bring up? Koshinash, are they going to bring up Prosvetov? Uh, no, they're going to pick up a goaltender from the waivers, uh, Hari Satari, who played phenomenally well in the KHL, had a 2.02 goals against average, 926 save percentage, uh, went 5-0-0 in the Olympics with a 962 save percentage on his way to a gold medal win. So definitely a solid goaltender, uh, a little bit older, 32. So like... You know, an unusual pickup, but uh, I mean, if the team is shipping out uh, Wedgwood, he's a he's a good player to bring in. Absolutely, and it makes sense because um, I was wondering the same thing too when 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 Wedgwood got shipped down. It's like, all right, who's their next goalie? I don't think they um, they want to rush Prosvitov. They don't trust Kozhenosh, yeah. So they got to do something. And Sateri was that person. And it's interesting because you know Sateri has what had. A number of you know cracks in the in the NHL. I think he um, he played very very briefly for the Panthers. Um, I think he played like a little bit for he, where else? Like well, he was a backup in San Jose, but he was like I don't think he ever played in San Jose. Yeah, like he's been all over the place. And and looks like mostly just in the KHL, international competition, um, spent some time in the Red Wing system. Yeah, most recent time in uh, in North America was when he was playing for the Grand Rapids Griffins, the the AHL affiliate of the the Red Wings. So that was the – and that was in 2018-2019. So yeah. it's been a while. He's been um, in the KHL for a while. So, but now he's back. Yeah, in the in, the, in, the, uh, in North America. Uh, I saw on Wikipedia because I was looking at his Wikipedia page that uh, the war in uh, Ukraine was a big reason why uh, he, you know, ended the the playoffs. Uh, I, I didn't look too deep into that but yeah i was just like oh yeah that that is happening and is affecting mm-hmm. the khl right now um i i, I like this pickup for the guys uh one it's a troll move and i love <laughs> that it is absolutely a troll move to the to the toronto maple leafs um but but let's say um tari like plays well with the coyotes is there a chance that he resigns Maybe. Uh, I was reading a James Myrtle article on The Athletic, and he mentioned the fact that, like, 
Toronto was pretty upfront that he wasn't guaranteed ice time with the Maple Leafs. He's absolutely guaranteed to play with the Coyotes. Like, I, I do not think that they are going to start Vimelka for the rest of the of the season. No. So, like, it's a golden opportunity. And as we've seen, and as we'll talk about, like, the Coyotes are definitely a team where if you want an opportunity, they're the place to go. And again, as it goes back to what we were talking about before the season began, anybody who comes on the Arizona Coyotes has something to prove. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, to prove that they belong in the NHL, that they that they that they deserve a a contract of a certain number or a certain a certain term length or whatever it is. Um, and you know, and I think it's awesome again because you know. I like these, you know, like redemption story kind of things where they get that, where they get that new chance. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm sure uh, Satari's agent, like looked at the the situation, looked at how Vimelka and, and Scott Wedgwood have played two like complete unknown factors. Like, mm-hmm. and they've gotten decent numbers. Like if I was, if I start with Satari, I'd be like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll spend like a month in Arizona. See how that goes. Worst case scenario, like potentially I'm in a better contracting um, situation. Like I do not see him completely falling apart in front of the Coyotes in a way that goaltenders haven't recently. Um, I want to rewind for a second, talk about that wet that you know, you know, shipping off Wedgwood in the first place. Can we appreciate the fact that you pick up Wedgwood for free and you trade him back for draft picks? <laughs> and not only that, but you know. The Coyotes had him earlier, like, you know, a few years ago and yeah. traded him away for Darcy, Darcy Camper. So, like, they essentially got rid of him twice for a good goaltender and uh, draft picks. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you can look at the Darcy Kemper return as, like, just part of that trade. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw a great quote from um, that Craig Mogan posted after talking to Wedgwood where he was very understanding that it's a business decision. He He – talk like only good things about the team and living in Arizona things that we we hear but but yeah you're right it's it's one of those moves where you're just like I mean you kind of gotta make it like you gotta you gotta make the team better every chance you get and it it sucks because Wedgwood endeared himself to Coyotes fans a lot this year more so than his first time like Everyone really liked what he did. He stole quite a few games. Just always seemed like happy to be there. And like we said, don't have favorite players on the Coyotes. <laughs> unless you uh, accept the fact that they are going to leave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unless you just are like, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a short time, but I'm going to have it. Like, exactly. Uh, just, just keep it brief. Don't have too many like hard, big, big feelings. All right, we still got more to get to though on this episode of Lockdown Coyotes. We're going to talk about um, the uh, the last bit of moves that happened um, in the uh, moments coming up to the trade deadline, plus how we can all tie this in to how the Arizona Coyotes are rebuilding. All that and more as we close things, get ready to close things off in a little, a little bit. But first, a quick word from Carl. So I have a message from our friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. For all the list odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And I also have a message from our friends at Built Bar. And that's, have you tried the puffs? If not, you're missing out on one of the best tasting Built Bar flavors. The puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallow, they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. The puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. You have the yummy cinnamony churro, the coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, my personal favorite. It was pie day last week. Really wanted some banana cream pie just because it's so delicious. Uh, they're all so good. Now, you're going to find one that will be your favorite. Uh, Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So it's a bit healthier than you would get with a candy bar, which normally has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. What I want you to do is go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. So let's get ready to finish things off on this live episode of Lockdown Coyotes following the NHL trade deadline by talking about a few other trades the Arizona Coyotes have made. And uh, some small, some somewhat smaller names, prospects, but they came in. Um, and again, and it's kind of t- t- going to be tying into our wrap up of how everything fits into the rebuild, Carl. Yeah, uh, two uh, definitely smaller prospects, but I think they were bigger collegiate free agent names. So, like, definitely good moves. Uh, yesterday was announced during the game, uh, but wasn't made official to today, that the Coyotes were interested in acquiring the rights to Jack McBain from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they ended up doing that for Vancouver's second round pick, which the Coyotes acquired in the Garland um, OEL trade. So mm-hmm. if you're paying attention, one pick went to get Dylan Gunther, the other went to get uh, Jack McBain, the Coyotes have a seventh round pick next year. I'm sure Bill Armstrong will turn that into a starting goaltender somehow. Um, and also today it was announced that the Coyotes had required uh, Brian Lill's contract and uh, Nathan Smith um, for, uh, I forget what the pick was for that. Was it a third? I believe it was a third. Yeah, um, two collegiate athletes who told their uh, respective clubs that they will not be signing with them. So they were just trying to move them to get whatever they can. Uh, in honor of the move, I am wearing my ASU hockey shirt representing collegiate hockey, which is, uh, I think, two really good moves. Um, we have seen Armstrong has tended to go for older players at the draft. Um, we saw that in JJ Mosier, Josh Doan, overagers, and now they're getting some collegiate free agents. So this is all very fitting with the, with the style. It all, it, it is very fitting with the style and it helps kind of build things a little bit quicker. Cause you know, I think the overagers might have a little more experience that they might be willing, more willing to learn all stuff like that. Cause no, um, a lot of younger players, and again, not all, not all, but a lot of younger players tend to be a little stuck in their head sometimes. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where they they're like, "Oh, I'm good. I if I if I'm good enough to get drafted at 18, I know what I know what I'm doing." 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and and just from like a general like standing, the coyotes do not seem to want to have this rebuild last the full five years. So they are going after players who are a little bit further along in their career. Um, like you said, that those players also have a much better mental state. They're more prepared to like know what they need to do, but they're also just physically more prepared. Mm-hmm. Like we saw that this year with Clayton Keller. He got a year older, he had some weight, he looks like a completely different player. The Coyotes aren't like don't want to wait around necessarily for that. And as we've said, like if a player like McBain, who like all reports seem to indicate he wanted to play. He didn't like how things looked in the Minnesota depth pool. Uh, I've actually seen a couple Minnesota reporters uh, give him crap for that. Like, oh, you should want to compete. Uh, I think that's BS. Uh, I think any player who looks at the Minnesota Wilds like, eh, it's not really a great spot for my career, uh, so I'm going to move on. And I can respect the hell out of that. And like most people whose opportunity in Arizona, he is apparently taking it. Uh, there's no word yet on an entry-level contract uh, for either McBain or Smith. I cannot believe the Coyotes would trade for them if they didn't think it was a very strong possibility that they would resign or that they would yeah. sign with the team. They're work- we, we, I'm pretty sure we know they're working on that, you know? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that they got to dis- that, that that was probably on their mind in the last 24 hours. So, no, yeah. no, really a surprise there. Plus, uh, they can't sign until the season's over. Um, and I do not know if Boston College or University of Minnesota, like where they're at in that. Uh, fortunately, I haven't had time to check that yet. So that could very well be a concern. Uh, if Both of them Bill Armstrong go to making the Frozen Four, so. Yeah, yeah. If Bill Armstrong truly did sign for these players and neither of them, or trade for these players, neither of them signed with the Coyotes, like this is a major bust because the second round pick is something. So I have to believe at least McBain is like looking to be signed and is a good indication. Yep. One final bit I'll say at, before we close things off is just let's appreciate what Bill Armstrong has been doing overall in in this rebuild. And again, not all the moves that that we were anticipating earlier happened, but again, he's still committing to the rebuild and he's doing it right. He's doing all the right things, getting the draft picks he needs, getting, you know, those overager prospects, doing what it needs to do to get, to make this rebuild as short as possible. Yeah. Um, before the show earlier today, uh, Sean, uh, who does a lot of stuff with Lock, the Lockdown Network, was like asking me how the Coyotes compare to the Seattle Kraken. And I was like, if you look at the Kraken and like the fact that they've acquired like a bunch of second and third round picks, they seem to be like taking like cues from Bill Armstrong in his rebuild and stocking up on like those kind of like later picks to see what they can get uh they're not doing as great a job getting the first round picks which i think is like a key part of that strategy like but he's already have three next trip so (laughs) yeah so i i think the coyotes are probably in the best like situation for their rebuild they are doing better than we could have expected now like we just need to have these moves be hit because like on paper, right moves in setting practice. Up. Perfect setup. Wait on the execution. That's the yep. big thing. Wait, 
see how Bill Armstrong, Bill Armstrong executes. And that's a matter of the waiting game. But that is going to be it for this live episode of Lockdown Coyotes. I hope you guys like what you heard. If you didn't, don't, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you're yet to already, wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. I invite everyone now once we once we sign off to go ahead on YouTube to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. They're going to be talking about all things of wrapping up the NHL trade deadline outside of the Arizona Coyotes, everywhere else if you are interested in all that. We highly recommend you guys go check them out now. But don't forget to interact with us on social media, though. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, Instagram at Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leano. Carl Pavlik is Carl Pavlik FFH. That's going to be it for this episode, guys. Thanks for, once again for joining us. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.